0: You know, like live with my parents like part time? Cause that'd be cool. Do you think he kisses his mom on the mouth? I think he kisses his dad on the mouth too. podcast where we dig through the garbage in order to bring you the best of the worst this is mickey hello hello and that's rachel hi and i'm ashley and it's a hundred fucking degrees and i love it rachel's psycho you have air conditioning in your apartment yep how did you spend your hundred degree weather day
1: I spent it standing in the sun at a garage sale because I'm helping my sister and her husband sell off all of their antiques that they have from their antique booth. So it was essentially like an estate sale slash garage sale to help them move. So it was hot as fuck, but I'm a sick weirdo. And so I had a
0: great day. That sounds like a Golden Girls episode. Yeah, definitely. Mickey, what did you do? I'm sweating a lot. Okay. A
1: lot. But wait, if we were the Golden Girls, mm. which Golden Girl would you be?
0: Sophia. Immediate answer, right? <laughs> I'm going to say Blanche because that's the only name I know. You're totally at One. I don't even know who Blanche is.
1: Blanche is the... Okay, if Golden Girls is like the old version of Sex and the City, then Blanche is the Samantha.
0: Oh, I'm not the Samantha. What? Wait, we're going to have a lot of people really mad that we don't know anything about the Golden right. Girls, so <laughs> I think is, we should move on. You're right. we
2: call riffing.
0: We have to cut this part.
1: Either way, I'm it's Betty White's perfect. character. Whichever one Betty White is, I'm definitely Betty White, for sure.
0: I want to be the hottest one. Yeah. Blanche. <laughs> Thanks for asking, guys. I spent the uh, heat, the heated days.
1: Oh, we didn't, we didn't ask.
0: I know. (laughs) And that was rude as hell. I spent these uh, heated days lounging in as little clothes as possible while trying not to offend my neighbors because as a homeowner, these are the things that you have to think about now. It's true. Like if you, when you're a renter, you can piss off anybody whenever, wherever, because they just have to fucking talk to the homeowner. But now I'm the homeowner. I can't piss off Carl next door. You're the homeowner? listen. <laughs> I love you. Listen to me. You're hearing wrong. So, okay, anyways, let's, let's skip the niceties now. Let's move on. So, Rachel, I, we sprung this on you earlier today. Mm-hmm. We want to introduce a new segment called Rachel's Recap, in which our girl Rach has to give a three to four sentence recap of the couples from last episode. Rachel, take it away, my dear. Okay,
1: previously on 90 Day Fiance.
0: That was my radio voice, I hope you liked it. Okay,
1: I don't remember all of the couples, but here's what I do remember. There was a guy who just happened to be Mormon. There was an insane Russian chick And there was a woman uh, who was, like, wanting to have sex with her Mormon boyfriend. And he was not having it because they were, like, staying with his parents. But then I think there was also another Mormon where they were in L.A. And the friend was the chaperone. But the friend bailed because he was clearly a terrible chaperone. Potentially a bad friend. Who knows? What else? There was... a woman who had a name that we argued about, and uh, it was, it, and I remember it as Carrie Lamb, but it was like Carolam, but in my mind it's Carrie Lamb. Nice. Yeah. How'd I do? Was that good? Did I disappoint you? You missed a couple or two. <laughs> <laughs> we got a
2: couple extra Mormons, and we got an extra Mormon and a few less people. Look, I traded.
1: I traded the bad couples that I didn't remember for an extra Mormon, and I feel like it's a good trade. I tried.
0: Okay. No, you did a great job. I did. You, I'll drink less this time. So I can do a better recap next time. Do you do you want to go ahead and open that can of wine that's sitting in front of you right I, now? I
1: really do. Yeah. Go ahead. Should I do that for yeah. our listeners? Of course, girl. Yeah. This um, is a party. <laughs> that's the sound. I would really love if this company would sponsor if, us. Can so you please get sponsored. Yeah, shout out to uh, Underwood Canned Rose Oops. Bubbles. It's Oregon grown.
0: Let's get to it. So let's talk Russ and Paola, I should say. Paola. Toss,
2: toss, toss.
0: Toss, toss, toss. So Russ and Paola were the Oklahoma boy and the sexy Colombian woman. Was she the one that begged for sex? Yes. Yes.
2: She was our dumpster fire of the week last week. That's why I
0: remember it. That's why it stood out to me. So, okay. Paola, after this whole begging for sex thing. Yeah. Comes downstairs in the morning, dressed in pajamas, like totally normal pajamas, a tank top, shorts, and long socks, like knee-high socks. And she comes down and gives Russ a kiss, and then he tells her to go put something more appropriate on, to go put a robe on, and his mother agrees with him. So this breakfast was... Pretty shitty. Yeah. Super. Was the was food bad too? It yeah. was classic American food. It was like eggs, bacon, waffles, I think. Okay. But oh, pancakes and bacon. Pancakes and bacon, but POW is yeah. anti-bacon, so they kept trying to force it on her. Can I tell you guys a quick story
1: about bacon? Yes. Ooh, yeah. Okay. So a friend of mine went on an accidental date one time he's not real clear about the asking out part and she said yes and then they went to dinner and then it became very clear that it was a date turns out he does not eat pork and she is sitting there eating a pulled pork sandwich and she offers him a bite and he's like oh i'm sorry i don't eat pork because pigs are on a totally different karmic level they're so smart but they're trapped in these pig bodies in which they have to like wallow in their own shit and eat garbage. So I do not eat them. And to eat them would be like eating Satan's trash can.
0: (laughs) It's delicious. The Satan's garbage needs to be... Crispy. Crispy. So the bacon was the last straw. They need their own place. So they go apartment hunting. I think the only reason why it's so imperative that they get this apartment like immediately is because like they want to fuck as loudly as possible right me too that is a god-given right like (laughs) as an American in God we trust you can fuck as loudly as you want but not in your parents home pretty sure it says that in the bible it's an asterisk they go apartment hunting. They only like on the show they only show us the one apartment that they look at. And they make sure to tell us how it's been newly furnished. It's got like brand new everything. They open the door and I'm expecting what are you expecting, Rachel?
1: Definitely some cowhide and some leather. Maybe maybe some taxidermy. Western prints.
0: Horses. Boy, I wish it was that stylish. No. It is Midwest ugly. Mm. It's hairy and horrible, and Paula loves
2: it. This apartment comes fully furnished. Yes, it comes with all that furniture. It also comes with the nine lamps I counted between the living room and bedroom. Was there any overhead lighting in this apartment? I didn't see any. It was standing lamps and like table lamps everywhere, as far as the eye could see. Until your eye also happened across. One of
0: A sea of lamps.
2: A sea of <laughs> lamps and sea of ugly, terrible prints that look like they were all bought from Goodwill.
0: You're shitting all over this, but I want to be very clear that it's still better than the decorations at his parents' house. Yes. At least there is not a Toy Story print hanging above a bed that is not appropriate. Okay, so they asked the the realtor lady, the realtor, how much the apartment costs a month. Yeah. How much do you think that it would go for? Oklahoma expensive? A one bedroom. I'm gonna say eight hundred yes. a month. Eleven.
1: Eleven hundred dollars a month to live in Oklahoma.
0: Yep. But I will say there's a sauna, there's a hot tub, That's there's a weight room. Also, I just want to mention that they were told no glass on the hot tub, and the first thing they did was take a champagne bottle down there. So, Oh,
1: <laughs> that, wow. that doesn't count because um, it's a bottle.
0: The one thing that I do want to mention that I think is a really nice Gesture is that he took time off from work to actually be with Pal and acclimate her to Oklahoma while she first tries to like get used to it. And yes. what does he do for a living? He is an oil engineer hmm. he work- technician. Riggs doing some shit. Okay. So then from there they go tailgating and they talk about how important college football is to Oklahoma.
2: Uh, also, specifically to Russ, uh, he listed as uh, college football and tailgating are two of his greatest passions.
0: I'm sorry if i if I sound like I have disdain for this, but this is the these are the qualities and passions of a person with no fucking personality. I
1: have open I openly have disdain. He is so
0: boring. He's so fucking boring. No. And so he's like taking her around, introducing her to all of his like tailgating buddies. And then they mention that she wants to get married on a specific date. December
2: 7th. Guess what? There is a game scheduled for December 7th. So.
0: Oh no. And it's a pretty big one. God forbid. It's also the anniversary of Pearl Harbor. So wouldn't want that associated with my wedding. That's actually a better point. (laughs) and so like and then he talks about like in his little talking head about how he has to explain sports to her and how he always imagined that he would be with a woman who would know football and like football and be into tailgating and i'm thinking then why did you pick a woman who's the exact opposite of that she looks and acts totally prissy yeah so then during this time he finds out like he gets a phone call that he has to go back on call for work. Okay. And so now he cannot guarantee that he'll have their wedding day off whatever day they decide for it to be. That's a bummer. And that's the end of Russ and Paula for this. For these two episodes.
2: You know, we also forgot to mention, do you want to like share at all what Russ wore to the hot tub this first night when they christened it with the glass champagne bottle they shouldn't have been using anyway? Why don't you guess? What was Oklahoma boy wearing into the hot tub with his hot Colombian wife to be?
1: Um, was it a burkini? Howdy, ma'am.
0: Fuck no, wait. A he's cowboy like hat. Into the hot
1: tub? A white cowboy hat.
2: Why? No A white 10-gallon hat.
0: Why? Okay, so our next couple is Lewis and Aya. And they finally show up to the house. I'll say it was clean to his standards, which she also understood. And she said, these are not my standards, but from now on we will be cleaning to my standards. Wow,
1: good for you, girl. That's a Rachel move. Fuck yeah.
2: <laughs> I know that. Not much to see, much that you wish you didn't, such as the inside of the toilet bowl. Huh. Do you want to add that part? Oh, do you just mean how it was a disgusting toilet bowl that still had like uh, yellow stains in the creases? Yeah,
0: yeah. Um, Yeah, so Lewis thinks it's appropriately clean while they're having this conversation about it. And then even mentions how how old the couch is that she's sitting on and how it has a hole in one of the cushions and they just shoved a f- pillow into it.
2: Definitely resourceful. It was also like, this is our couch and the boys would just jump on it for hours. So it has a hole now. And <laughs> we've had it so many years that, you know, why change anything?
0: R.I.P. that couch. So after the disgusting apartment tour, um, it's time to meet the ex. Louis's ex-wife right. and baby mama and her new husband. And the camera slowly pans up to the restaurant name, to the bar name, which is the sinking ship. This is where they go to meet. Did Tanya, did she pick the
2: place? Because that's like sending a message for sure. Seriously. Yeah, yes. that is a power move. Tanya's the ex-wife.
0: Tanya is the ex-wife and is, Kind of a badass I feel. She's she's kind toward Aya, but is very like firm about like her expectations about Aya and her children's life and her life, um, what she expects from her like discipline-wise. Okay. But then says something horrible. I was gonna say
1: as a child of divorce, I respect her boundaries, but I sense something racist coming on.
0: <gasps> ding 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 ding. No. <laughs>
2: Mickey, will you please tell us what happened? Oh, no. Okay, so Tanya makes an assumption here because they have a friend who also married a woman from the Philippines. And what do you know? That woman from the Philippines uh, really believed in spankings. But they also, in the conversation, said something along the lines of how that particular lady would beat the hell out of the kids so Tanya assumes that Aya is going to also want to have the instinct to beat the hell out of their children.
1: It's, you know, let me tell you, it's always safe to make sweeping generalizations about an entire culture based on one interaction with them. You're, you're just guaranteed to be right there.
2: Yeah, I, I was pissed in the interview. She said, uh, I don't believe in beating children. Wow. So yeah, Tanya, wow. that was a misstep.
1: Okay, yeah, okay, so Tanya's clearly been uh, somewhat misinformed and also ready to make sweeping judgments about an entire culture based on one person's interpretation. Great, okay, she sounds great.
0: She is also ready to discuss, nay maybe suggest, Mm -hmm. a feminist issue be brought up in that Aya needs to be on birth control.
1: Oh wow Because it's
0: any of her fucking business So fucking offended Like I was offended for Aya Yeah And Aya's just like sitting there Cause like what do you like What do you do to someone like that tells you like Hey you should be on birth control Because me and my ex-husband Decided we don't want any more children Wow That's none of your fucking business Tanya It's if Lewis wants to like, get her pregnant tonight, that is none of your business. Well,
1: it just—it sounds like a Lewis and Aya decision. Yeah. Not exactly. a uh, Tanya, Lewis, and Aya decision.
2: Not a topic you really have to clear up before um, Aya is cleared to meet the children, I would say. Yeah. Because that was the whole point of this meeting is hey, let's meet her because we're not comfortable if anything were to happen and the boys had to stay overnight with mm-hmm. Aya specifically. okay Okay. so like okay let's talk about discipline that's on the table that's fair set boundaries co-parenting rah Mm -hmm. rah
1: absolutely
2: let's not talk body politics um so what was Aya's
0: reaction to
2: this Aya is uh she's very
0: gracious
2: yeah she doesn't react much at the table other than to look visibly upset to want she's like clearly wanting to leave and then in the off camera interview she
0: says like I don't think that's any of her business I
1: would agree with her
0: But as Mickey was saying, the boys, she has to meet the boys. Mm -hmm. So let's meet the boys. Yay! Ding, ding, ding. And their transition lenses. So we focus on the kids again and how much they love that their dad's not strict.
2: They keep a stick as a toy at the house.
0: I forgot. A stick?
2: Aya wants to, she's trying to understand why the apartment is so messy. And she finds a stick propped up in a corner and says, What is the stick? And Louis says, oh no, they, the boys keep that. It, it's as a toy. So these boys, as soon as like, she's not even there 10 minutes and the boys are, they're roughhousing on the bed. They're like doing wrestling moves with each other. Sounds like boys. They're like pinning arms behind the back and like dropping body weight into the mattress. Like somebody's going to break an arm. Yeah. Um, I mean, <laughs> boys. to be honest, this sounds a lot like my childhood. I was a rough
0: and rowdy tumble weed.
2: I just, I just, my heart went out to fucking Aya for these kids immediately being a tornado because of how undisciplined they were.
0: Yeah, It was, it was bad. So, we are dress shopping now. So, we have a budget of $300. Oh, and it's 60 days to the wedding. 60 days to the wedding, and we have a budget of $300. So, they're talking to the, like, sales lady and her jaw drops in a condescending way, and I'm like, and my immediate reaction is fuck you. Yeah. Fuck you, lady. Like yeah. well, well,
1: wedding dresses are extremely overpriced, to be fair.
0: A hundred percent. But
1: three and so with the if you want to buy a wedding dress, that is the expectation, then three hundred dollars isn't gonna do it unless you're buying a used one. Right?
0: Yeah. Can you Not necessarily like Depending on where you can go, you can get a wedding dress for you know any kind of budget. But for the salesperson, because it wasn't like a boutique. Okay. Yeah, it was definitely like discount dress dresses yeah. in some strip mall somewhere. So she finds a uh, beautiful yeah. dress. Um, after the sales lady was a total fucking bitch, and the lady finally helps them. Mm-hmm. And they discover that the dress, she can make it $300 for them. And it looks beautiful on Aya. Like, she looks happy. And that's the important thing. And the alterations are $175 for it. So it's, like, over half the price of the dress. And then we, like, and then it zooms back to their house. And you see, like, Louis doing the wedding budget. And everything keeps getting cut all of the prices keep getting slashed on everything and it's really upsetting it's so sad because he's cutting the budget yeah and in her little talking head interview Aya talks about how she understands why he has to because like he spent a lot of money on the visa the application flying out to get her bringing her back like And so she understands that they don't have that much money. And so she's trying to accept what she can, but the dress is the one thing that she wants. Mm. And so when he finally understands that, like his voice breaks and he like cries and then she cries and then I cried (laughs) because I was like, you guys understanding is beautiful. So I'm rooting for them. Alright. I'm, right. I'm rooting
1: for him. They sound sad but sweet.
0: A little bittersweet. Yeah.
1: They sound like they've got some problems, but the there's real love there. Yeah. Like, so I they're my favorite so far. Let's put it that way.
0: Oh, nice. nice. Yeah. So moving on, we've got uh, Alan and Carrie Lamb.
1: Kir Lamb. Kirillum. Keralam.
0: Kirillim. Keralim. There's Queen Beryl from Sailor Moon. Yeah,
1: that's close enough.
0: Yeah. yeah. Anyway, so Queen Beryl and Alan are going to the salon to, for a hair and makeup trial. Okay. And she's gonna get her hair did. Alan wants to make sure she
2: learns how to say that phrase, because isn't it so funny that she doesn't know how to speak English, and let's make her say stupid
0: phrases. I would too, to be honest, because she's cute as hell and she says really funny things. It sounded cute out of her mouth, not out of his.
1: She's the one who's cute as a button. Yes. And she is from... Brazil. 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 And Alan is in...
2: He happens to be a Mormon. He He happens happens to be Mormon and they are in
1: LA.
0: Correct. So while she's getting her hair, quote unquote, dead, the salon lady tells her you're pretty enough to be on camera. It would be so easy for you to make it out here as a model. And then gives her a phone number for someone that she knows in the business. Alan decides that he is nervous, but he's willing to call the hookup. And then we like flash to their apartment and Kirillum's taking like a really shitty like selfies in the mirror. And it's like, you know the fucking phone click noises, like. Do you think those were edited in post? Oh, no. they had to. Have been. Yeah, they're yeah. like it, now just that I'm thinking sense about it as
2: a scene to have her holding something in the mirror and nothing happening. Yeah. So
0: the you know sound guy had to clip in it. <laughs> so Alan takes pictures of her with his fancy camera, mm-hmm. and
2: they turn out to be like really good, like surprisingly good considering. He teased her for taking photos in front of the mirror, but then he just took them in the same, like, same place they were standing. But they came out decent.
0: They came out decent. So they take their photos and their, and Kirillum's new, um, portfolio to the modeling consultation, and they're, like, talking through it, and Alan is like, I don't know, I don't want any racy photos, because, you know, we're Mormon, and we believe in modest dressing. Oh,
1: modest is hottest
0: wow that's my new favorite motto <laughs> so that's basically it yeah from the um
1: does the modeling agency feel legit or
0: is it like a guy yeah. trailer no I, it's legit
2: i looked it up uh Ooh. peak model Ooh. uh they have had print ads for merry maids home depot princess cruise lines Supercuts, t-mobile
0: and disney style all right so like you know legit Okay, so after the dang old uh, modeling consultation, we're back with Kirillim's and, um, what's it, Alan's mom. Oh. Oh. Calla.
1: Kira, Kira- has to stay with mom now,
2: right? Yeah. We do learn her name is Calla, but also- Calla? Yeah, isn't that a I dumb name? I did not
0: even pay attention to that. Yeah,
2: I just want to call her Mrs. Allen.
0: She looks like the female version of Alan, like old- so Mama Allen wants to see Kirillim's dress because Kirillim brought one from Brazil. She said, "No, my mom got me this dress, and this is a very special dress, just between the two of us. Oh, and sorry. I feel like I want to keep this private until my wedding day because it feels like my mom is with me that way." Oh, that's
1: so cute.
0: Which mama Allen then kind of like relents, and she's like okay i understand that and she uses the same like cadence and way of speaking as alan does it's bananas Can't. it's crazy but
2: carolyn wins she succeeds so we good feel job. good for that little victory good yeah. job carolyn
1: for sticking up for yourself mm-hmm. i really hope that it's like see through it's like <laughs> it's like something Cher would wear or like, shakira yes like a little we'll and open crack showing. Yeah.
0: <laughs> um, so then from there there is a photo shoot that Kirillum does, and during the photo shoot, Ellen has to go to work. And he like tries to call her while she's working, and then he gets he shows up and he gets fucking jealous, and he's like, Why didn't you answer the phone? And she's like, I want Why didn't you answer your phone mid photo shoot? Yeah. And then, um, so basically the modeling agency loves the photos. Kirillum actually does look really good. She looks like really sweet and cute in her pictures. And at this point, Alan decides, yo... I can't wait the full 90 days to fuck. I gotta do this now. He's trying to lock it down as fast as possible. Yup, he nervous as hell. He,
2: when he walks in, and again, this is like a, a test photo shoot just for her portfolio. She has like no guarantees for anything. When he walks in and interrupts the shoot to like check on her and pick her up at the end of the day, he is disgusted or like it turned he said, on. He said it made his stomach sick that um, that there was a room full of men staring at her. He then tells her that later when she, when he's also, like, in the parking lot calling her out for not answering her phone. And she's like, yeah, I was getting my makeup done. Yeah. And then he says, like, all those men were looking at you. You're too pretty when you model. Uh, I don't like it. You're
0: not going to leave me. But then she has a good response to, like, all those men were looking at you. And she said, they're not men, they're workers. They're yeah. professionals. They're she professionals. Says, sure. So she's she's great. I like her a lot. And then later that night, he says, hey, honey, we
2: should not wait 90 days. Let's kick it up as soon as possible. Yeah.
1: Oh, so sex. he's like, let's get that wedding done.
0: Yeah. Let's he to wants to own her. Yeah. To okay. possess her.
1: Yeah. Creep. You were my shadow.
0: Mm-hmm. Creep. So we yeah. hate Alan. Yeah. Alan sucks. He's a creep. With oh. that fucking faux hawk. Mm-hmm. Now we got... Mike and Aziza. Do you remember the boring guy and the Russian girl? Shout out, she must have
2: had a birthday. She's now flashing up as 21 on her interview card. Oh, hey,
1: girl.
0: Happy B day. You can drink in
1: America. Okay,
0: so the first thing that we discover is their sex life is at a standstill and they still haven't fucked, and I'm just like, Cause she's frauding you, bro. Yeah. She ain't trying to have sex with you, and nah, like, it. as long as she can hold it off, she will. For
2: sure. So this conversation is about him saying, "Oh yeah, we really need to figure out how to get you on birth control, but I don't really know anything about it."
1: I'm sorry, but guys, you need to know about birth control. Like, it's not that hard. It's Basic a, sex education. Yeah, it's a Google search away.
2: Plannedparenthood.org. It tells you all the types. Yeah. It's not that hard.
1: There's like five of them. Interuterine device.
2: Look it up. Um, Meanwhile, he immediately follows up this entire thing about birth control and him being completely... He follows it up with telling her that he can't wait to have kids with her. He wants kids. They haven't fucked once. And he's looking into her eyes lovingly. She's like cringing and not making eye contact and says, I can't wait to have kids with you. Ooh.
1: Well, if they are getting married, supposedly these are conversations they should have.
0: So they should fuck before. Well, yeah. Make sure they're sexually compatible before Agreed. they decide to bring children into this world.
1: I I personally agree with that, but I also agree with the like having this conversation before they get married. Maybe they should have had this conversation before he like you know brought her to America to marry her. Yeah, mm-hmm.
0: I, yeah. They should have had all of these conversations pre plane ride
1: yeah
0: just my two cents but Mm -hmm. what do i know i'm not married
2: so the next thing we're doing with them reception
0: shopping so we're Mm -hmm. looking for a reception room for their wedding Mm -hmm. so mike decides to take aziza to a place that he considers a nice party room and that's not like a local Italian restaurant. So they walk into this room and it looks like a banquet hall for a high school theater award ceremony. Is
1: there a mural?
2: Was there a mural? You know, I don't think there was a mural because there were so many like wire work flower baskets and like prints of like Italian, like again, you know, going to generic Italian looking bistro art. Fake grapes. Posters everywhere. Yeah. yeah. Figs, fig grapes. Yes. You know, questionable color scheme.
0: The whole nine yards. As an
1: Italian-American descendant, I fully support this.
0: Well, you know who did not support it?
1: Um, I'm going to guess Aziza. Yeah.
0: She wants a fancier place. I she
1: does.
0: Because she's a girly girl.
1: She's Russian. They want, like, Faberge eggs and shit.
2: Yeah. So, um, Mike and Aziz are planning on having somewhere around 40 to 50 people.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: She hates the room and instead starts saying, "Um, I think this is a little small. Isn't this a little small? So instead
1: of outwardly saying that she hates it, she's trying to find things wrong with
0: it. Trying to find things wrong with it. And then...
1: Best to always be passive aggressive.
0: She is a real champ at that. Um, So they decide to do a food tasting while they're there. And my immediate thought is, why the fuck are you doing a food tasting with someone who has food issues? I think he's like
2: actively... That oblivious and stupid that he, like, wouldn't connect or care to make a
0: connection there. Yeah, so the food comes out, and as predicted and expected, Aziza doesn't want to eat any of it. And she comes up with excuses like, I think this is too heavy for a wedding. I don't think Italian should be served at a wedding. And she just doesn't want to eat any of it. And he's just like, just a taste, just a bite, just a piece. Like she, she like pretend
2: like right as the food comes, pretends to get up and have to pee. So she like it goes to the bathroom and while she's in the bathroom he's like talking to the owner. It's like this really uncomfortable meeting at a table yeah. where it's him and this like restaurant
0: owner They're and not even talking. They're staring at each other and like doing that like that white person grimace smile. And then she comes back and,
2: of course, she doesn't want to eat anything. does that whole spiel about, I don't think pasta should be served at weddings. And then then he's like, yeah, pleading. Like, you won't even eat one bite. It's like, no, of course she's not going to eat
0: one bite. When has she ever done that?
1: Oh, I feel so uncomfortable.
0: So the next thing that we see with Mike and Aziza is he had a really boring meeting with his dad that we're not going to talk about at a bar. And then we see him smoking outside the bar and then some fame seekers come up to him and ask him for a cigarette and then they start like flirting with him and it's 100% a hundred percent because there's cameras they're filming a documentary about you oh what's your documentary about like it's-,
2: it's about you
1: oh my god i feel like the word documentary for 90 day fiance is a bit generous
2: Mike, Mike definitely took some
0: liberties on that word choice. So mm-hmm. Aziza walks up while Mike is chatting up with these girls and smoking with them. Oh no. And he knows that she's already a jealous person. So then they have this awkward moment where they're all standing around together outside and they're like, how did you guys meet? How are you together? Oh, we
1: weren't hitting on your fiance or trying to blow him to get on television.
0: And then Aziza has a talking head after this saying it's made her realize that she wants to be more affectionate with Mike.
1: Mission accomplished. Good job,
0: Mike. I think that she, maybe she thought, because I think 100% she's fraud and She's mm. trying to string him along as long as he as she can, yep. without having to do anything physical with him. So I think at this point she won she thought, "Fuck, maybe I have a chance of losing this." She's got to up the ante. She got to up the ante. So they fuck. Oh wow!
2: Oh. oh under the brown polyester duvet, they make sweet sweet love. How
1: is it?
0: Um, I don't well, know. probably I don't, not good. I don't have any notes on it. Is There's every, no way we was. Good. Is everyone satisfied? <laughs>
2: I mean, Mike is satisfied, I'm sure. Good, because, you know, I
1: hear it's really hard for men.
0: They have such insensitive penises. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so they start talking about the bachelor parties, and Aziza um, does not want him to get a stripper and does not want him to get a lap dance. Hero
1: doesn't want him to get a stripper or a lap dance either.
0: I think Hero's saying that he does want a stripper and a lap dance.
1: Hero is my cat, sorry. Yeah. Everybody. Listening at home, are hello to listeners and uh, maybe Mickey's husband who's
0: editing this. Oh, also my friend Andrew said he'd listen to it. Oh, so sweet. hi three. Andrew. What's up Andrew? Thanks buddy. We uh, love you. So they're talking about the stupid like oh I don't want to get a I don't want you to get a stripper I don't want you to get a lap dance, and she mentions that Russian bachelor parties have the fiancés at them like they have like joint parties.
1: Pretty sure that's not true I well
0: maybe they have strippers all together at the combined
2: I mean if, party. I mean who needs to order that many strippers you could just probably get a discount if you bundle Legit.
0: yeah okay so let's move on now uh, Aziza is doing her hair and makeup trial for the wedding and she brought along uh remember Mike's married friend Kelly with the teeth and I was like her teeth are probably dry because she smiled with her Yes. We did get confirmation she has bottom teeth. So she goes to the salon with Kelly okay. and Mike's sister, Amy. Yay. And then immediately the girls abandon Aziza to her salon chair to go get pedicures on their own and drink champagne.
1: Aww, that's that mean. Yeah.
0: So they just, like, immediately <laughs> abandon her while she's just, like, trying to get her stuff done. Aww. And they're talking shit about her.
1: Aww. I mean,
2: like, also, is she a sympathetic character yet?
0: But also, is Mike a sympathetic character? <laughs> oh, yeah, true too. Does I, he deserve it? I, like, I just don't Are like to <laughs> Are they both terrible? And do they both deserve each other? So, they decide to have the bachelor and bachelorette party at the same time. Good
1: for them. Way to compromise, guys.
0: <laughs> and... I want to mention that there I could not focus on a lot at this point at the bachelor party because I was just staring at this guy with a bad goatee. Ooh. So I got real lost in that. So, Mickey, if you have any points that you would like to make about this bachelor party, I uh, would encourage you to take it away. The bachelor party was pretty boring. A yeah. bunch of
2: ugly dudes hanging out at a bar, oh. trying to flirt with girls. So, no
1: strippers?
2: No
0: strippers. No, but they talk about going to a strip club.
1: I am. Personally, not into strip clubs, but I would 100% be all for having stripper pop out of cake.
0: Oh my god, how cute would that be? Yeah, it's just
1: one of those cliche things. That, like, who doesn't want that? Yeah, yeah, I'm into that. it. My birthday's in March.
0: Send that cake delivery to P.O. Box. <laughs> <laughs> P.O. Box. Okay, so let's uh, move over to the bachelorette party that's happening at the same time as this bachelor party. It is Mike's mom. his sister Amy and Kelly with the teeth oh
2: and we're having our party at the house of beer
0: uh and Aziza will not take a shot and she won't drink a beer it's very uh, it's very uncomfortable. What
1: is Aziza's idea of fun though? Like do we learn this about her at any point?
2: Yeah, I haven't seen that side. I think her idea of fun is just being left completely alone by yeah. any of these people.
1: That sounds great.
0: Yeah, so the mom is being super pushy and forcing Aziza to drink. No oh, no. She's like, drink the beer, drink more. And it's like it gets really uncomfortable. It gets sloppy, and so Aziza, you can see she's tearing up at this point. And then Aziza talks about how like she cares about Mike, and then the mom's like, "See, I just wanted to see some emotion out of you. Oh. I just this is the most color I've seen in your face."
1: Oh, that is fucking brutal.
0: And uh, the mom is like happy that she's crying, and then they hug. She's a fucking sadist. Wow. It's no good. It's oh, no, not? really terrible. I don't like it. And that's, that's the end of the episode. Oh, that
1: makes
0: me so bad. Yeah, it should because it's bad. <laughs> this
2: leads us to Dumpster Fire of the Week, in which we nominate two people each, either persons or moments or physical items. Who knows? It could be a fashion moment. <laughs> could be a toilet
1: that didn't get cleaned.
2: We're each gonna nominate two picks for mm-hmm. Dumpster Fire of the Week, and yeah.
0: Rachel, you're gonna pick. The winner. Let's do it. The winner of the losers. I'm ready. So my first nomination is all the moms in this episode. Russ's mom <laughs> being a total fucking bitch about Paula's outfit. Lewis's ex-wife and the children's mom being real mean to Aya. Alan's mom being just a weird creep and talking real slowly at Kirillam all the time and wanting to see the dress after Kirillam said no. And then Mike's mom for being a total cunt to um, Aziza, ruining (laughs) her fucking bachelor party, man. And then my second nomination is Tanya's Catwoman tattoo. She has a giant Catwoman tattoo on one of her arms. Is Uh, it like
1: a Sailor Jerry? No, it
0: looks like comic version. And there's a giant bat symbol behind her. And she's in boob and butt pose. Wow.
2: Okay, I'm gonna offer up here, my first nomination goes to Alan for thinking that false eyelashes that Kirillum came out with were the result of the salon making her eyelashes grow longer.
0: <sighs> I, would <laughs> I would pay for that service. I would pay for that service too. pay very good money for that service.
2: My second trash nom is definitely gonna be the fully furnished apartment that Russ and Paolo are moving into, Ooh. with at least nine lamps and nothing but brown furniture, as far as the eye can see. Plus all the shitty art you got hanging on the wall.
1: Oh, man. Okay. I have to go with the moms. Between the, like, telling another woman that she needs to be on birth control in order to marry your Mm ex-husband, and then just being a sadistic fuck towards your future daughter-in-law.
0: Moms win this week at being trash. Yeah. Future
1: 90-day fiancé mother-in-laws.
0: Don't do it. You really lost here. do of the week. Um, does anyone have anything that they want to say or plug?
1: I want to say that birth control is up to you.
0: Also, never lie about it. Just be straightforward and honest.
1: Yeah. That's what I, that's what, <laughs> all I can think
0: about now. That's a good message yeah. to leave with the children. Mickey?
1: Uh,
2: my takeaway advice for the listeners is to never let, um, Lewis's children in your house because you're going to lose a couch that way.
1: Absolutely don't have children or if you do don't get a couch just have like bales of hay
0: I don't think you can jump onto bales of hay because they don't have any give they're just like giant bricks
1: kids are soft they don't need their flex their bones are still flexible so yeah let's
0: bounce them on concrete too yeah do you have
2: any advice for listeners or people on the show on 90 day
0: um, my advice is to never let Rachel babysit your children absolutely
1: not don't let me anywhere near your children
0: and if you want to follow us you can do that on Twitter at Trash Rats Pod on Instagram at Trash Rats Podcast and you can email us at TrashRatsPodcast at gmail.com and you can send us
1: things at um, PO Box 666 no I'm just, <laughs> just kidding we, still don't have a, we don't have PO Box but we will
0: one day maybe if you want to give us things yeah I mean, save the post office send us please. send us an email and tell us you want to send us things and then we'll get a post box
1: tell us you want to save the usps and we will we will help you
0: that's true we have to save the post office we really do all right also
1: don't forget to
0: vote don't forget to fucking vote and stay cool trash rats
1: stay fucking cool
0: Very well.